Welcome to the Best of Home Design Chat with Nancy. I hope you enjoy this pre-recorded show. If you have any questions, you can always email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. So if you have any questions, you might email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com, as I usually ask you to do. And this podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, today is a very special day. Besides being April 15th, we have a guest that I've known for years, Candy Lesher, is a culinary professional. Candy, thank you so much for coming by. Well, thank you, Nancy. I'm excited to be here. Well, first of all, I've known you for years as a chef. That's how I met you. And I know you know everything about cooking, but explain to everybody what a culinary professional is and what you do. Well, I I guess what I have to say is culinary professional, as it applies to me, means jack of all trades, master of none. Now, I'm a chef. I'm an instructor. I'm a food writer. I speak on food. I... Um, basically anything that has to do with food, somewhere along the line, I've got my hand in it. Well, we have to preface this by saying you are an expert in healthy food. I, I do a lot of healthy food. You know, you only have to go through cancer once to um, realize that you got to make some changes in life, and I did. But um, I do now teach at the Virginia G. Piper Cancer Center up at Honor Health. I'm their instructor that teaches their community outreach classes. So yes, I do teach very healthy. No Twinkies for you, huh? Well, but but the thing is, there's so many wonderful foods out there. Yes, you have to, to stop eating this one little tiny segment of food, but there's this whole incredible rainbow of food out there that's just waiting to be cooked beautifully. And you can do that. So today, we're going to talk about, um, well, I thought about saying, when is too much too much in your kitchen? (laughs) And we're going to talk about the countertop appliances that you should have, that you could have, and that you shouldn't have. Okay. Especially when it's around Christmas, the holidays, and everybody starts seeing these colorful, cute little gadgets that are a total waste of money, in my opinion. So let's get right down to the what the small appliances, um, how you decide what the small appliances are, and should they be in the garbage or should they be in your kitchen? All right, let's get to it. Okay, let's start with blenders. Everybody has blenders, but what are they good for and should everybody have one? Actually, blender is a universal piece of equipment that, yes, I think everybody should have one. The difference is what kind everybody should have. If you're somebody who occasionally goes and makes a little protein shake or likes to blend up a little bit of, uh, um, you know, pink lemonade with your ice cubes and make a little slushy or something like that, you could just get away with an inexpensive little blender. But if you're going to be making soups and you're going to be doing actual cooking, that's making beautiful sauces and and purees and things like that, then you want to have a really good blender. That's when you start stepping up your game and moving towards more of the Vitamix variety. But if you're just doing little bits at a time, Nancy, and you're just pulse, 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 that's, your, that's it, you're done. 
Go ahead and get a little $20 oyster. So you could do oyster. your little pulse, pulse, pulse in the expensive one. So if you're Absolutely. Wanna, right. So but you, you don't can do everything the ex- in the expensive one, which right. which I only found out last year. There are really good blenders that you can heat up the food as you're blending them. So you're Correct. cooking in your blender. For you're those actually people cooking. People who aren't aware of that. Uh, actually cooking in it. Yes. No. That's that's why I say if you're if you're aspiring to do really beautiful healthy foods. Um, a really good blender is a great piece of equipment. Well, good. So let's uh, then say the magic bullet that I want. I see this on TV all the time. You've got to have a magic bullet. It comes in red and green and black and blue. Well, is it good? Because if they do that, what do they use it for and what can't they use it for? Actually, I will say the magic bullet is good. I use Vitamix. That is my blender of choice. Um, but my daughter's got the the bullet blender and she's perfectly happy with it she loves crushing ice with it and and uh she, is that a good ice crusher really she seems to be happy with it yes because so. i used to crush ice in my blender my kitchen aid i have like the kitchen mm-hmm. center and if there was too if i did it too much it'd go uh, uh. right <laughs> stop please so and yeah i was smoke coming I'd out get, the back end oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah overtaxing yeah. the little motor that's right. in there okay hey let's go to mixers you know okay. i think when everybody starts out and we're doing this for people who a maybe they are starting out with a new kitchen um, maybe they want to add to their kitchen or maybe they want to cook as little as possible like me, and they want to have the appliances that are going to do you know, the least amount in the best way possible. But everybody seems to have, I'm going to say, the KitchenAid mixer, right? That is that one, seems of, the, to be the one of the big popular. ones, yes. Comes in colors. And here's the thing. Again, mixers are like blenders. If you're going to be doing an occasional batch of chocolate chip cookies twice a year and you're going to whip up some whipping cream over the holidays, just get a hand mixer. If you're going to be doing a lot of of more detailed baking where you're going to want to have your hands free, you need to have a stand mixer. So, again, adjust it according to what you're going to be doing. Don't run out and buy, you know, a $300 KitchenAid stand mixer, and then you only use it twice a year. But there's so many gadgets that go with that KitchenAid. Oh, you're absolutely right. You almost right. want to say, all right, I may not have ground meat in my life, but I could do that now. Right. That is that is correct. Or you can you can do your pastas in it or well, you can make bread with a dough yeah, hook. Yes. There's so many different attachments, so many different pieces that you can get on there. But my advice is don't go crazy. If you have a hand mixer and you find that you're repeatedly going, Oh, this would be so much easier if I had a stand mixer, then go ahead and go to the next level. Mm-hmm. But well, that was me years ago. I had a hand mixer when I first uh, got married, and I was doing baking all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have a cookie recipe, and, and this poor thing would, you know, do the same thing. Uh, I don't think I could do this anymore, and it finally burnt out. So I got a stand mixer. Uh huh. And now that is the ultimate because you can actually throw the eggs in and the sugar, and you can walk away. So I would recommend, even if you are starting out and you only bake cookies twice a year, 
at least you could be folding the clothes while you're mix, mixing the sugar <laughs> with the eggs. So think about that. If multitasking, multitasking is right. big, yes. But, but so uh, I got to say that hand mixer only if you're uh, if you're reluctant to do anything in the kitchen, eh, get the hand mixer. But otherwise, well, and if space is limited yeah. too, and you're not cooking a lot, consider a hand mixer. Oh, and let me say one thing about that KitchenAid. Every time I design a kitchen. They always have a KitchenAid, and it's either let's get it hidden away but someplace where they can bring it out and use it because it's heavy. Uh-huh. Or they got it in a beautiful color, and it's actually decorating the kitchen. So either way, yes. those things definitely do work. Okay, so I was doing my research, and I came across a pressure cooker or a slow cooker. Are those the same things? Nope. Completely different. Okay, I'm really a pressure newbie cooker at this. is hyperspeed cooker. Slow cooker is very slow cooker. So pressure cooker is cooking food under pressure. Actually, it was in 1679 when a French physicist, uh, Denis Papin, oh, actually, of course, cre- <laughs> created. He he wanted to see if he could speed up the cooking process by applying pressure. And he discovered he could, but it was quite a while before it became a usable, safe piece of equipment. Oh, there's Um, the key word, safe. I always thought that was dangerous to use. Right. Well, because we heard all the the horror tales and everything. It blows up. Right, blows up. There's tomato sauce all over the kitchen and, you know, somebody had a... And I'm a catastrophe without a pressure cooker, (laughs) so you can imagine. (laughs) I've stayed away from it. Well, but it's, it's actually a very efficient... And smart way of cooking and pressure cookers, uh, a stove top pressure cooker or the kind that you actually put onto the heat of your stove or in an, one that works on an induction burner. Um, they're very useful because you can you can take a chicken carcass. Let's say you buy um, a roasted chicken from Costco, strip all the meat off, take all the bones and the juices, throw it in there, add your water, some onions and goodies, put the lid on, and in an hour and a half, you have the richest broth ever. So instead of letting it simmer for four or five hours to get that, you turn that around really fast, and you've got a lot of extra nutrients out of it. Pressure cooking is great for um, one of the most healthiest things that's out there now, and that's protein, uh, plant-based proteins, which are your beans, because it cuts the cooking time down so quickly. On the other hand, the beauty of slow cookers is you put everything in and you walk away. You don't have to monitor it. You're not worried Did I... Did I remember to turn it off? Or because it just goes all by itself for hours and hours and hours. And it extracts nutrients in a slow way as opposed to being under pressure. So if somebody was uh, telling you their lifestyle and they mm-hmm. said, should we get a pressure cooker or a slow cooker? What would you recommend? It's going to depend on are, are they cooking a lot of really... Um, uh, like casserole type dishes and things like that. The um, uh, hamburger, what they call the the hamburger cheeseburger soup, I think is the name of it. I saw, and it's macaroni and cheese, and it's Velveeta, and it's cooked hamburger, and it's all that, and then they slow cook it, and w- with all the noodles and everything. That kind of stuff is going to go into a slow cooker. If they want to do a healthier 
type meal where they're doing all different kinds of lentils and vegetables and things like that, then a pressure cooker is going to be probably a much better choice for them. Okay, so the one thing I see with a slow cooker that's a negative is that if you think, well, I'll just throw everything in the pot, and then when I come home from work, it's all done. You still have to prep all that stuff before you go to work and then throw it in the pot, (laughs) right? Okay, so I never did get one. Now, let's go to the um, pressure cooker, Mm -hmm. and, and I should have said pressure cooker, instant pot, so now's the okay. time we have to talk about the Instant Pot and see which one somebody should get. Okay, the here's the difference. Instant Pot, pressure cooker. Pressure cooker, remember we talked about it being on a stove mm-hmm. or, you know, you can, um, if it's a stainless pressure cooker, it can go on to an induction cooktop, which is actually what I do. Um, here's the thing, though. Again, you're turning it on, you're adjusting the heat. When it comes up to pressure, you hand lower the heat. And then when it's done cooking, you turn the heat off. An instant pot, A, gives you your ability to pressure cook, but it's usually only at one pressure, kind of an in-between, not a low pressure, not a high pressure. But you set it, it turns it up to the correct heat, it holds it for the right amount of time. When it's done, it goes onto a warm mode and then it turns off. You don't have to be there overseeing it. Oh, okay. That's the difference right there, the, the big nutshell. The other part is Instant Pots have a rice mode, they have a yogurt mode, they have a slow cook mode, so you get like a, like a similar to a slow cooker. It's not quite as low a cooking temperature as your regular crock pots, but, but again, um, it offers a lot of... Of you don't have to babysit it. You don't have to babysit. So if somebody said, well, should I get pressure cooker, instant pot? Then we would say instant pot, definitely, and it comes in different sizes. Right. And I always like to tell people, Nancy, and I know people are like, oh, it's going to take up more counter space, but here's the thing. You can do a small amount of food in a big pot. You cannot do a big amount of food in a small pot. If you find out... That, Let me write that, that down, Kim. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You yeah. know, your your son has invited the whole Little League team over and all the all their parents. And, you know, I told them about your chili mom. They're, they're all coming over after the game on Saturday. If you've got a small Instant Pot, you're making three batches. Uh, you got a so big bigger's one. bigger's better. Right. Bigger's better. Okay. This is one of those times when I, I will say that. Oh, okay. So now we're telling people it's either slow cooker mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, and if you're not into slow cooking, don't feel bad because I'm not either. So they go pressure cooker or Instant Pot. And I would say for the most people I know, Instant, instant Pot is pot better. Because you don't okay. have to supervise wow, that it. Wow, was, that was a lot of... You know, really a lot of information. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that was like. But first of all, I don't cook, folks. So. <laughs> and Candy knows this. Well, I here's cook the thing, Nancy. As... If everybody cooked, nobody would need us chefs. That's true. There you go. That's true. And and anyway, I don't have the time to cook. That's my excuse. So I let somebody else do it. Okay, let's talk about coffee makers. Mm-hmm. You can spend a fortune on coffee makers. I've been investigating them because I need a new one. And the the frother and the bean grinder. And do you want to do a single cup or do you want to do a whole pot or do you want to do a travel cup size? 
it, and you know what? It's it's not cheaper to go to Starbucks. So forget that. Oh no, definitely not. So what with all your experiences, and I know you're a connoisseur on all this stuff. What do you suggest? <sighs> Coffee is so individual. I know a lot of people live by their Keurigs and their Nespresso's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is on the backside, Nancy. If we look at the effects of the the on the environment of all the pods, it's not good. So good point, Candy. That's that's. Yeah. But the problem is, people want a superb cup of coffee. Um, well, and but there's the point I don't like. They want a cup of coffee. I drink a whole pot when I'm working out of my home office, and it's ridiculously expensive to do one cup at a time. I got to say that. Well, and that's that's the other part about the pods is the reason the coffee pots are so expensive is that's not where they make their money. They make their money on the pods. Well, the pods are expensive. The coffee pot is isn't that like the copier? Buy the copier. That's it's, exactly it, what you're. It's seeing. a couple of pennies, but then you spend a fortune on the ink, it, on the cartridges, the, the refills, whatever. Yeah, that's they got what I'm, us. That's what I'm saying. So, um, if you're willing to do it, then I highly suggest getting a burr grinder. You can get a decent burr grinder for forty-five to fifty-five dollars. And grind your beans because it really does make a difference in the freshness of your coffee. And then make your pot. I prefer French press, but some people like pour over. Um, I'm going to be really honest. I've got a Jura coffee maker, and it's what they call a super auto. So I put the beans in in the top. I press the button. It grinds the beans. It tamps it. It makes my espresso. It has a refrigerated unit on the side. It steams the milk. It pours it in. Everything is done. It does everything but drink it for you. It does everything but drink it for me, and it allows me to do that. But we figured out the return on investment, the ROI. What we spent on pods over a three-year period would have bought this $2,000 machine. When I sat down and figured that out, I literally had tears going down my face. Because all I could think of was, what a waste. All those pods, and I could have had this. Oh, but now you have it. Now I have it, yes. So does the coffee taste better? Oh, my gosh. It's superb. <laughs> really? It really is. It, I'm, 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 I like good coffee, but I can have a great cup of, of French press and be happy. But... This this coffee is just over the top. Sounds great. Sounds like everybody should get one. Well. Or a half yeah. of one. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. They've got so many different machines, but they're all based on the same premise. There's no pods. You grind your beans, and they're fresh, and you get... A, you, you really get the fullest flavor out of your coffee that way. Have you compared buying the pods to actually going to Starbucks? Because I know going to Starbucks, like most people do every day, mm-hmm. that's like a mortgage. It is. It is. Usually the pods are going to cost you, depending on what you're buying and what quality and what kind of maker you have, whether it's Keurig or Nespresso, the pods are usually going to average anywhere from uh, on the Nespresso 70 to 90 cents each. Um, And then on the Keurig, usually about 50 to 75 cents each. 
Definitely. So sounds that's sounds a, like a, a deal. A lot less expensive than running to Starbucks. And right now I'm going to talk about safety in your home. Do you have enough lighting on the outside of your home? We know that burglars lurk through in the shadows and through the neighborhoods, and they'll hide behind bushes. So you really need to put your outside lights, increase your outside lights, I should say. And if you're not really sure how to do this or if you have enough lights or what kind of lights, I would suggest you go on to shoppremier.com. They have a phone number right there on their website, and you can ask some of the consultants there to either visit you or, you know, if you live out of the state of Arizona, you could just question them on what they think. They also ship, by the way, so you can always buy things through uh, their website and have them shipped. But safety, as we know, is very important, and you need more lighting on the outside. Don't skip on that. Skimp on your coffee, maybe, but not on your safety. So, back to candy and what we should be putting in our kitchen. Yes. Uh, what do you think of food processors? Ooh, food processors, I really, really find to be one of those essential pieces because they have, they have so many different abilities, um, and you can actually get away, if you have a really good food processor, sometimes you can get away with not having the stand mixer or you can get away with not having a blender oh, good. and doing, for instance, let's say you like making homemade salsa and you like doing it in your blender. Well, if you've got a food processor, you can probably do the same thing in your food processor. Um, f- some food processors have dough hooks. You can make cookie dough. I do cheesecakes in my food processor all the time rather than get out the big stand mixer. So there's a lot you can do with a good quality food processor, and Cuisinarts are excellent. So the reason why I thought of doing this podcast is because when I go into people's kitchens, there have been times when I think there's not any appliance made and known to man that they don't have. And (laughs) the problem is they don't use them. And so if I can... And candy can suggest that you buy as little as possible, but you can multitask with these items. Correct. So you don't need get rid of the three and only buy one, or maybe clean out your kitchen because you have no room to do anything, and keep the ones that are useful. If you cook. If you don't cook, get rid of them all. Right. And go out to eat. Okay, so let's see, food processors. Uh, the next thing is toaster ovens. Mm-hmm. If somebody has an oven, do they need a toaster oven? I actually, especially here in Arizona, I highly recommend toaster ovens. Um, we actually have a counter on our back patio, and I put my little toaster oven out there, and every time I want to do something quick, you know, you want to... You wanna, Roast up some whatever. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh, I did the other day. I roasted up some mushrooms. I wanted the mushrooms for our, our cacciatore, and I like to roast them first because it intensifies the flavor. But I don't want to fire up well, my wait, big wait. ovens. You're Miss Chef. When you roast your mushrooms, did you do any brushing of olive oil on them or just threw them in the toaster oven? No, I, I quarter them. And throw them in the toaster oven. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm pulling out the moisture and intensifying the flavor of the mushrooms. I'm not I'm not 
needing any oil at that point. See, I thought I would get some cooking hints while we're talking about appliances. I'm a little sneaky that way. And 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 what kind of mushrooms? uh, These were the cremini, and they were the smaller ones, so I just quarter them. If they're really big, I'll cut them into six. Mm -hmm. But what happens is because they're cut like that rather than sliced, everybody slices. No, 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 no. Yeah, I like the chunky mushrooms. Yeah, you quarter quarter them them like that, and then you roast them. The flavor intensifies. You lose all that extra liquid in there and then when you put them in your sauce it's like eating meat it's wonderful oh that's why i like portobello's right because they're almost like eating meat they are nobody knows this until now i'm going to tell you i don't eat meat so um toaster ovens i have one and i know i said i don't cook but i have a convection toaster oven i have given up on my regular oven i don't even need it anymore i have baked cakes in there Mm -hmm. i've broiled things i've roasted things i've baked things i love it right i I think the perfect kitchen for me is just running water and a toaster oven and a coffee pot that would would be all i need well the the nice thing is you're not spending that 20 25 minutes heating up your oven right most ovens vent back into the kitchen which means you're heating up your kitchen and in the summer here in arizona why do we want to do that? We don't. So, so if mine you have, has cobwebs inside in the summer, right? So if we, if you have it, and you can, you can either put it, you know, in a in a spot right under a fan, or you can put it like I do outside, um, and then I just run it out there, yeah. and it keeps your house cool. I'm going to give a plug for Wolf. I have a Wolf convection. Uh, countertop oven. Uh huh. This thing is unbelievable. I don't feel a lot of heat coming out of it. It heats up fast. It's accurate. I love it. Perfect. Okay, enough about that commercial. Yes. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not even going to listen to They'll pay you for that later. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, oh, I want to talk about the air fryer. Yes. I have seen this. Well, last Christmas was really popular, and every commercial had a different oh, shape and size. I know. You know, it could uh, hold four quarts or it could hold a cup. I mean, what the heck would I do with this thing? Well, I didn't buy it, by the way. Oh, <laughs> if you're not cooking a lot, then you probably shouldn't. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Uh, air fryers. First off, I think they're horribly misnamed. Um, what should we name them? I think it should be the ultimate vegetable roaster. Okay. Okay. So, so it and it's not that you can't do meat and fish and everything in there. I have, it does a really good job. But the thing that it excels at is what it does to vegetables. An air fryer. I can tell that you're passionate about food just by the way you say <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, food is my passion. There's no doubt about that. But, but with an air fryer, what it is, is it's a very small, concentrated, uh, convection oven. And it's very powerful. So basically, you can you can put your food in there and turn it on, and within sixty to ninety seconds, it's going to be up to temperature. A, a good quality one will be. Well, I noticed in the um, the description of what you could do with it, they had French fries. Now, how do the French fries come out crispy? Okay, here's the thing: if you want it, if you want French fries to taste a little bit more like what you're expecting a French fry to be, you do have to lightly coat it with oil. 
So you coat the, the food with oil before yes, you, you put it in. Yes, you coat the food with oil before you put it into the fryer. And this really accelerates the browning and the crispiness. But the thing is, you don't have to use a lot of oil. So, okay. um, so you I'll, can do the spray. You you can do the spray. That'll eliminate. I'll take a a a nice big bunch of asparagus and cut them into inch and a half pieces. Toss it with a tiny bit of avocado oil just to coat it, and then put my favorite um, homemade spice blend basically on it. Toss it in there. Put it in the air fryer. I put it in at three hundred ninety degrees for fourteen minutes. The most incredible, gorgeous, browned asparagus you've ever seen. I do the same thing with cauliflower. Um, I love Costco has the cauliflower that you buy in the bags in the frozen section. It's organic. It's the, I think it's a tricolor cauliflower. You get it comes in colors. Oh, you are so cute. No, I'm, no, I'm right? serious. Yeah, I no. didn't know cauliflower it's, it's came like in colors. The green and the yellow-orange color and then the white. Oh. And you just t- put it in a bowl. I learn so much when I'm with you, Candy. You're so funny. You toss it with that little bit of oil, whatever spice blend. You throw it in there. 19 minutes later at 400 degrees, you've got the most incredible cauliflower. We'll take it and put it on top of rice or on top of a big bowl of lentils. and Or we'll ladle it. Um, um, sometimes I'll ladle like a um, uh, a beautiful tomato sauce over the top, and then we put a fried egg over the top. When is tomato sauce beautiful? Oh, tomato sauce is <laughs> always kidding. beautiful. I'm kidding, but I want to ask you. I did some research on the air fryer, which uh-huh. we're not going to call an air fryer anymore. And they said if you have a convection toaster oven, you don't need an air fryer because you're duplicating. What would I make in the air fryer that I couldn't make in my toaster oven? The thing with the air fryer is it's a lot more powerful than your toaster oven. Is it quicker? It, it is quicker. If I want a French fry now. It, and it, it is a more, um, there's more circulation. Um, you do one or two times during the cooking process, open it very quickly, kind of toss it around and close it up again. But um, you're going to find that you get much more browned and golden crispiness but the the if you're not doing a lot of cooking and you do have a convection toaster oven, yes, save your money. Save your money. Okay. Yes. Because it's also I was going to say it does come in different sizes and like we said before, bigger is better. So right. it's going to take more space in your kitchen. Um, but hey, it's up to you. Well, I've I've got the the Zavor. I think is the biggest one. It's a four point six quart. I use that thing probably three or four times a week doing different types of vegetables. But the thing is, I can bake in it, too. Um, You can't bake a cake in it. I I would not bake a cake in it, but I will tell you, um, as you know, in my old days, B.C., before cancer, um, I used to make incredible scones. And I always have to keep some in the freezer ready to go because people still come over and go, oh, oh I can So can you scones. use the air fryer to warm up? Yeah, I, no, I use the air fryer to bake them. Oh, really? Yes, I bake in it. So I hope everybody you, out there is taking notes. This is interesting. You can, you can actually bake in your air fryer. It you have to adjust. It would be better if we did a video and I could see you bake those scones, <laughs> but we're, we're on a podcast right yeah. now. So there you go. Wow. So I don't limit it. More, I have one more appliance. Uh-huh. It's called the soda maker. And uh, 
we've got to quickly go through that because I know you have an appointment to get to. But what do you think of soda makers? Actually, I think soda makers, if you like sparkling beverages, a soda maker is a very good investment because it really cuts down on the price, but it gives you a healthier way of controlling what you're getting. No you, chemicals. You Yes. Yeah. You know what goes into it. My favorite thing, we've got uh, a soda maker, and what we do is we take the beautiful pink grapefruit from our tree and juice it, and we mix it with the sparkling water or the, the Mexican limes from another tree we've got or... The mandarin oranges when we want a little sweet kind of. Why don't aperitif. I just go shopping in your backyard? There you go. <laughs> there you go. So there's there's a lot you can do with it and and make some really incredible, healthier alternatives. Okay, so we're at the end. We've gone through the whole list. We've got our kitchen full of appliances. Now I'm going to ask you the key question here: If you had to only have one appliance, which one would you keep? Because the rest have to go. Everything else has to go? Yes, pick one. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. I'm going to say my food processor. Because okay, goodbye, of, coffee machine. Yeah, because I can I can grind my beans and put them in a French press and get a really good cup of coffee there that way. There you go, way. people. So you can save a lot of money by just being more picky with the tabletop appliances that you do buy. Boy, this was a lot of fun. Okay, that's a preparation appliance. One cooking appliance. Oh, okay, so you can have two. I can have two. All right. One cooking appliance. You know, I can't believe I'm saying this. My Zavor um, multi-cooker is my one the one pot. Oh, the Instapot. Yeah, well, see, Insta, it's like... It's oh, that's like, a brand? It's like Kleenex. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, Instant you know, you know Pot is a, spend a lot of time it, in the kitchen, right? Because yeah, I, I know, know that. I know Instant Pot is a brand. Okay, um, I actually use the Zavor, but bottom line is the the multi cooker. Okay, and the food processor are the two pieces. Okay, so you can still bake your cake in the multi cooker, or your scones. Can you do that? No, that's the air fryer. All right, you're going to have to give up these scones. Okay, yeah, but, you can come yeah. to my house. <laughs> Hey, we're going to have to do this again. Thank you, Nancy. This was fun. And thank you so much. I really learned a lot, and I hope everybody out there learned as much. And you clean out your kitchen, or if you're going to go shopping at wherever you go, that you're more picky with your purchases. So if you do enjoy these podcasts, I'd really appreciate it if you would tell your friends. These are so easy to listen to, and you learn a lot about everything for your home. And don't forget to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com if you have any questions for me or for Candy. Can I can always, can always send them to you and she will answer. Mm-hmm. If you're not using the app for your phone, you can get the app for your iPhone or your Android. You search for Home Design Chat with Nancy and then you subscribe. Then automatically the new podcasts come up as they're published. And I'd really appreciate it if you share and tell your friends about it. I have so much fun doing these podcasts, and I hope you have fun listening to them. So until next time, have a great day.